have you gathered us here today? Why have I gathered you here today? Well, originally, because Christine Dietrich. Dietrich. No, it's very good. That's the American way of saying it's it. Christine Henry. Christine Henry. <laughs> <laughs> congratulations, congratulations. <laughs> and Kira, I'm not gonna. Win. I'm not gonna win. attempt to pronounce how. Just win. 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 Okay. Cool. That's easy. And Kira, win. Win. We were gonna record a podcast today while you guys are in town on your last day, and. Um, Lisa Schneider and Lynn Young are here as well, and they were just gonna spectate and listen in. And I thought it might be a better idea to have some kind of female parkour roundtable instead. And you all agreed. Yes. And yeah, I guess I have a few topics for us to talk about, but mainly I wanna let you guys steer this and take the wheel and if it goes on a tangent it goes on a tangent i guess like how long have you all been training first of all is it okay um i think um six to seven years now yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go with six years i think we're coming up on 12 damn 12 i think yeah. you're the veteran wait yeah, is maybe. that longer than you no i don't I'm I can't remember. That's how long ago it is. No, it's definitely over 10 years. But I'd say it's 11, 11 years, I think. Yeah. There, there. Yeah, you win, Christine. Yeah, and, and, to, <laughs> and to be fair, that's like when I signed a waiver to go into the parkour gym for the first time. <laughs> like yeah. that, I didn't actually do parkour for oh, like yeah. several years. Yes, and I actually was, I was not interested in parkour. Fun fact. Oh, right. Fun fact, I saw parkour like six or seven times and I like was in a parkour gym for like years when I was just kind of like you're yeah. saying real parkour isn't in a gym that's a deep cut for a lot of our <laughs> listeners <laughs> well see here's the thing if it's in the gym it's in the pen <laughs> <laughs> sorry Karen <laughs> what were you saying here's the thing no um, but yeah no I I like joined um, Apex Denver because I, I just liked that they had a spring floor and I could do some flips and meet some people and I just I just really needed friends <laughs> and there were people at the gym that also did flips and so I just kind of hung out with people for like several years I think I was like just like the skater at the park that doesn't really skate but just kind of hangs out that was that was me <laughs> wait so and then you went from there to being like dominating in competitions yeah so it was like 2013 before I was like oh this is actually kind of cool and I think I might actually want to be like good at this <laughs> but I, I was there for several years before that and I started coaching and got my certification and here we are yeah. Lynn how did you start as we seem to be doing this now um, I, I stumbled across it really um, by accident um, a friend of mine she went to parkour classes and when I say parkour classes they were in a gymnastics gym and it was just people jumping off stuff into a foam pit <laughs> or on a trampoline and it was really fun um, that's a deep cut for a lot of people if you're not calling that real parkour <laughs> <laughs> so I um, yeah I, my I used to dance at the time still uh, when I was at uni and my class got cancelled so I just joined my friend and my sisters actually and we all went to this gymnastics gym and I really loved it. I mean, we could do, I, I used to go to classes where you're told what you do, 
and this was literally just we did a warm-up together which was some sort of game and then he just told like okay just do whatever you want I was like oh okay that's that's quite fun so that's how I stuck with it and then eventually I think it took about three years probably to actually start training parkour the way I do it now like no not the way I do it now because it's always like changed and progressed but yeah go outside and train and be more interested in the not so flip side of things right yeah. so you're saying flips aren't parkour that's a deep cut for a lot of <laughs> <laughs> no that's not what I'm saying but yeah my, tra- my training has changed a lot from the beginning until now um, a lot yeah. fair fair luckily I mean I guess everyone has the same yeah what's the definition of starting you know <laughs> yeah. was a, I mean I it can be a soft start or a hard start like I I guess uh, yours sounds like a bit of a hard start yeah, yeah. yeah. It, from I feel the like first time I went, I, I kept going back to, like, to classes and just very committed. Yeah. Yeah, I just I was just filming parkour vi- uh, strength videos, but I wasn't really doing parkour. Demon drills. Yeah. Oh, big time. <laughs> big time. That's why. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I was, I was, <laughs> was that consensual? I was. <laughs> do the thing <laughs> to film okay, all the videos. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> take your shirt off. <laughs> I need the views. Um, <clears throat> uh, so yeah, that in Boulder for about two years. A lot of strength and conditioning. A lot of parkour strength and conditioning, mm. which is uh, not also, real parkour. Mm, that's gonna be a, that's a deep cut. Apologize. <laughs> pistol squats, back bends. Uh, but to be fair, you're <laughs> very strong. <laughs> yeah, I'm but, strong. I think I recently got strong because yeah. I started lifting. I don't. Yeah, I was always mobile. So, mm. and then, uh, yeah, that's probably about six years ago. I I would say that the real start is maybe four or five years ago at Apex Denver as mm-hmm. well, where I started to actually do time trials with Rob. Um, mm. and that's when I think I learned what it was to connect all of the drills that I had learned mm. <laughs> yeah that's how yeah. I started cool. Rob Schill you mean yes yes that's my favorite time trials teacher yes. <laughs> he checked on my cat yesterday stand-up oh. guy that Rob Schill <laughs> stand-up guy <laughs> I saw him eat a burrito out of a tree in, <laughs> in, um, in the bad part of Vancouver where all the heroin addicts are so wait 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 which makes it even sketchier was the did he find a burrito in a tree or was he just ate a burrito? Like he had a burrito, he climbed up into a tree and ate it there. It was a tree. It was like, uh, maybe you're picturing a wrong kind of tree. It was like, it was a bush. It was a, it was a, it was a small bush. A shrubbery. It was a small bush shrubbery outside a restaurant on the street. that, And he found a burrito there. Oh we were God. walking past. <laughs> and it's on the street full of heroin addicts. So a street burrito. Yeah, street burrito. Street shrub shrub burrito. Um, yeah, anyway. Shrub burrito. Uh, I feel like we should talk about Lisa Schneider and <laughs> Rob Schill. Um, how I got into parkour. Um, I um, I used to do trampolining and then um, I got injured. I, bro- I broke my jaw when I was doing trampolining. And then um, because of that, I couldn't do trampolining for ages. And I, um, the week, uh, the week or two weeks after I did that, there was like a workshop with um, Greg Rowe, who's like a trampolining guy. Oh, the wait, tram what? Guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's like famous, I swear. Like yeah. He's, he runs the 
Facebook page and rips everyone's content, right? <laughs> I think so. I think, yeah, I think that's him, yeah. Yeah, but he did a workshop for, because he used to be a professional trampolinist. Um, mm. And he, he ran a workshop for the national team in Austria, but I was really curious about what he was doing, so I went to that, but it was at a parkour jam. So because I couldn't do any trampolining, I just um, hung out with the parkour people there <laughs> and then, um, yeah, got into parkour through that because I couldn't jump on a trampoline for like half a year. That's and a then, cool story. Yeah, yeah, but it was a slow start as well because I was obviously still injured and then where I started training as well, they would focus a lot on flips and stuff and I didn't realise it was a community or anything. So only when I started travelling, when I went to New Zealand, it was like, I think a year or a year and a half later is when I realised that you train outside not just in a gym and in a park and then yeah you can actually make your own lines yeah because I, I had the exact opposite from what you said because I've always been told what to do and had like instructions of what to do and then I didn't have instructions and I didn't know what to do with myself I was so to lost be fair, I had the same like I, it's not like I was just training and doing linking stuff together I would just get up on a block and flip off into the foam pit yeah or do a wall run against mats stuff like that <laughs> like a single yeah. move kind of thing um just copying people yeah i would do like one or two flips and then there was the flips that i knew how to do and then i was lost and i could, just couldn't do anything else and yeah it took me ages to just do my like figure out how i can do things on my own it's yeah it took a long time yeah. yeah um okay so First question, I guess. How have things changed for women in the parkour community uh, since you guys have started, or what have you noticed to have changed from then and now? There's so many badass girls out there right now. It's very cool. I think there were always badass girls, but there's so many of them now. Like, it, it felt like it used to be, like, the one or the two. Like, when I started, it was like, oh, it's... There's Lucy Romberg, there's Eric Madrid, there's Katie McDonald, there's Cheva, and then all of a sudden now it's like every time I open my Instagram it's a new badass girl who's training, which is just like flooding, flooding the internet. It's very cool. Yeah, yeah, there are so many like popping up that I just never heard of and they're really good. Yeah. From yeah. all around the world. It's so cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably the biggest thing because I think when I started, it was um, like you, it was Lynn and um, Katie and Pam were the people that I kind of yeah. knew of. And then Sydney, I realised that Sydney was training at some point, and then Lucy, but Lucy wasn't training as much anymore when I, I got into training. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I had like three or four women that I was like. Yeah. For me, it was Lucy. Yeah, that's the only yeah. I, I remember I was so impressed she did a handstand yeah. on a on an escalator in her <laughs> I was like oh wow <laughs> like I want to do this that's so good <laughs> I remember it <laughs> yeah and there was like so in, cool. in the UK there was Fizz Hood oh yeah um, and Shirley I think Dar- Darling- Darlington Darlington yeah. well Rowat now yeah but um. I, the way I, I met her was that and they had this video that came out called uh, Movement of Three I think Oh, that's with Auntie Marais as well. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. This was just Shirley and, and Fist that I was like met in person as well when I was training in London at some point, so I remember them. And that video like, was like, oh, there's more women out there. Before that, it was just Lucy. I didn't know of anyone else. Mm-hmm. Pam, because she was in, in Vienna, so that was mm. close to where I was. But it wasn't like you could go out and see any women train. Yeah. I think I was like very privileged when I started because I like immediately had like Erica 
Madrid and like Brene Dombly was tra- like had just started training as well and so there was like immediately like two girls in the community that were like already killing it um which was like very very that just like didn't happen at that time and I like remember like not even I've, I've spoken about this before but like I didn't even ever I didn't watch videos for years because I just never needed to like there were already people in front of me doing the thing which is like a very unique start to like parkour yeah. at the time when I was starting yeah. up we had a big community as well had a huge community yeah and, yeah yeah and some people uh some girls and women like they're hundreds of miles sometimes thousands of miles yeah. away from the closest girl or woman that's doing parkour yeah and it's crazy all they've got is videos yeah there were like women in the community that had stopped being in the community like i remember joining and they were like oh like there's this girl and she was really really good and she was training really hard but then she like went and joined the military or like but like i was at the point where there were people already dropping out of the community yeah. mm. and i was like oh that's oh. crazy so that was a kind of unique for where we were at I feel like lots of different styles now within the, the yeah. women's community as well because it used to be like I don't want to say similar but it used, it used yeah. to be kind of similar to style and now there's so many different yeah. like different kinds of movement that women oh, do it's oh, so was cool Tam. Tam was yeah. Tam. Yeah, inspiration because now that you say like most like Lucy was very flip heavy for example but then I remember seeing a video of Tam doing I think 10 climb ups in a row when I had never seen a woman do a climb up ever Yeah, and I was just I was like, oh wow, this is like, wow, I want to be able yeah. to do this. Yeah. Which I was years away from doing that, but yeah. The first, I remember the first like time I, so I, first like parkour video that I like fangirl, like first person in parkour that I like fangirled over was Alyssa Serpa. And I would like watch her videos and then see what she was doing in those videos. And I would go try like the movements that she was mm-hmm. doing because I like saw her doing them. And I remember like, going to getting to meet her for the first time and in my head I was like just don't be weird don't be weird don't be weird don't make it weird and and then she's lovely like she I was just training and she came right over to do the challenge that that Renee and I were doing and she just came right over she was was lovely she just was like saw what we were doing and was like oh that looks really fun and like asked to hop on in and spent the weekend training and I think she came and stayed with me the next weekend in Colorado like it was very very lovely but I definitely was like, oh, don't be weird, don't be weird, don't be weird. Okay, don't make that, it weird. I had that with Lucy. I met Lucy in Vienna because she was doing her Europe tour that year. I can't remember, this is ages ago. And then, and I had seen her briefly in LA, uh, I think maybe a year before that, but we didn't have any sort of interaction. She was super busy. And then in Vienna, she was walking next to me and she was like, oh, hey, Lynn, nice to see you. And in my head, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, she missed my name. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm so sorry I couldn't hang out in LA. It's like, oh my gosh, she remembers me being in LA. <laughs> and I don't think she's aware of that because I was like, okay, cool. Like, <laughs> I'm just normal, but I'm like, oh my god. She's like, cool. Yeah. I've actually never met her either. Oh, yeah. But you haven't met Katie, and I find that I haven't so met weird. Katie. I'm like, what? Oh, man. Yeah, it's so weird. Um, but. Wait, so so all you guys started in gyms. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like yes. a park. Yes. Park oh, park. Okay. oh yeah. That's also really odd. like that's just like a doesn't happen necessarily. Hmm. I guess I feel like we're the first generation when gyms were teaching. Mm. Oh yeah. You and I were yeah, like the maybe. first generation and then 
Yeah, but that was in a gymnastics gym, gymnastics so it's like gym, a little yeah. bit different to I think so at least from starting in a in a parkour gym because it yeah. is a different sort of. Um, yeah, no, I was I was training. gym gym born and bred, hmm. and I. Uh, it was it was just easier. Like it was just easier to go to the parkour gym to do parkour. Like I, it wasn't necessarily that I was like, oh, I'm not gonna do it outside. But it was just so convenient to go to the place where my friends were also going to be yeah. to train in this place where like I wasn't gonna it wasn't trespassing like it wasn't mm. and like starting out like also as, as I said earlier I didn't really care about actually really yeah doing parkour for a while it was just like oh here's just like a cool central location where my <coughs> friends are all going to be every day I don't think I knew that people did parkour on the streets when same. I started same I think I think <laughs> I, I thought there was like very specific to parks and gyms like I didn't yeah. know yeah. same yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Hilarious. I, I think Very I did strange. my first proper outdoor session in training two years into my training, maybe three years. Yeah. Oh, wow. Years, yeah. In, in um, San Francisco, oh. actually. And a really good spot. But yeah, huh? I mean, that was my first session. So um, yeah, really odd. Yeah, so. I so I think that has changed because I think now women know that it's a park, yeah. like, park was a street, like the sport that's done outside. And also you get into it very differently, I think, now. Most. Yeah. Mm, that said though gym culture is really big and there's a lot of kids going to classes which is normal because parents send their kids to so they start at a younger age i think that changes because we all started quite late compared to now like now you have like younger generations started yeah. training when like i mean i was early 20 when i started um yeah, yeah same I think I thought that because like I went to that parkour gym and it was at a park like a park at a parkour park and then I met these like two guys and they just took me up on roof missions. So for me, parkour was at a park and then you climb roofs of trains. <laughs> <laughs> that was what parkour was for me. I was like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> Strange. I got so scared on one of those cranes as well because it was one of the really big ones. It was, yeah, it was oh, terrifying. Geez. Yeah. Wow. Oh, so so they were taking essentially a newbie up. Yeah, but but I could do like the thing is like I I could do gymnastics. I was I was doing like back falls and stuff. So they were like, oh, she obviously knows what she's doing. (laughs) Um, And then just took me up on cranes. Same same ballpark. Yeah, 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 basically. Potato, potato. Yeah, yeah. Probably not the smartest thing to do. Definitely not. But it got me into training. So yeah, I mean, it worked out. Yeah, worked out well for our yeah getting to know you. (laughs) True. (laughs) <laughs> very true very true okay yeah. <laughs> what are some things you wish parkour guys would stop doing <laughs> giving advice without being asked for asking that question <laughs> <laughs> okay let's um, start with no this. let's I want to start with that okay <clears throat> yeah just getting advice when you just don't ask for it yeah, like if I, if I want advice from someone I'll ask them Mm. Yeah. Don't just come up to me and tell me what to do. But and spotting's think, fine though, right? Yeah, Unsolic- yeah. <laughs> unsolicited <laughs> yes, spotting's yes, fine. Especially with like really tiny curb prees. I do need someone behind me just in case I bounce off. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have those experiences much, really. And usually when someone is like giving advice, I feel like, I, d- I don't know. I appreciate it. Unless mm. it is like in a, a certain way. Yeah, that so you don't. But it doesn't happen. Like I, I think I've just been really lucky. So maybe. I want to back all the way up, like full stop outside of parkour. Like, stop giving unsolicited <laughs> advice. Like, yeah. it's whether it like comes from a good place or not. Like, you don't know what where that person's at, yeah. and like, 
say like you could be giving unsolicited advice about something that they have like very severe trauma around that you don't know anything about and being like oh like this person has really severe acne and you're like oh have you tried insert this thing like they have really severe acne i swear to you they have tried literally everything like your advice is damaging whether it comes from a good place or not like that extends back to parkour as well like if somebody's like struggling with their backflip and they've been struggling with it for a very long time they've done all of the things there's nothing that you are going to tell them that they haven't heard and they haven't told themselves so unless they're like hey can you give me advice on how to do x just just leave it tell them like you're doing good keep it up i think i i get this a lot with acrobatic stuff as well (laughs) (laughs) and sometimes like i just want an empty gymnastics gym just to like practice and work it out myself like without without like um i go like different (laughs) tips like sometimes contradictory tips coming in from every (laughs) every kind of angle when i'm just trying to like work on a side flip yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh no empty empty gym is like it's beautiful it's a beautiful thing 6 a.m nobody else is there (laughs) (laughs) i feel like for for me people coming over like i'm well established in parkour and there are many things like i'm i'm good at i'm seem to be good at the jumping kind of stuff and when people see me struggling to do something into a foam pit and like say i'm working on cast backs or something and then like a few people will rush over like like, like a knight in shining so armor to kind of <laughs> oh so you get it <laughs> yeah yeah but like it, and but it's like i don't know like i talk Callum something kind of thing but i feel like for you guys unsolicited advice from guys might come with a bit of a different uh, agenda maybe especially with the over invasive spotting i think from the most this is me giving maybe more credit than credit's due but like parkour people are weird like, we are a general breed of weird, socially awkward people. Granted. I generally think that people just don't know how to interact with others necessarily, like, to be that aware. And so I, I try to always, like, be like, give them... A bit that, of patience. Give them a, that patience in that space. But but end of the day, like... But I feel like I have that way more when with lifting, for example, like unsolicited advice in a gym environment, like a lifting mm-hmm. gym as a let's say you're the, the only woman in the free weight section way more common than in parkour and when it happens in parkour i feel like it's often you know it comes from a place of really wanting to help maybe so or maybe that's it, just me looking at it a very wrong way how um, i mean i guess is that is that do you think that's because you mostly are always training with people that are already your friends or is maybe it, yeah maybe that's it I think that it depends a lot on that. Like, if it's yeah. if, uh, just a mate giving me advice, I'm like, oh, yeah, thank you. But yeah. if it's someone I literally met that day, and then yeah. I do the first thing, and they come up, oh, you should try doing this. It's like, yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, even. It definitely depends on like, even where you it's and I yesterday, from, you were like, hey, do you mind if I give you a piece of advice? Like, that was so cool. Like, you were just like, yeah. Hey, do you mind if I give you a piece of advice? I was like, yeah, totally. Like, tell me, tell me what you want to want to say. But like, and normally the when fact it's framed, that you said like, it was super like considerate. And normally, and that's if it's, all people have to do. If yeah. it's framed like, well, what I've experienced is like, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, if it's like, oh, can I offer you something like, yeah, from what I, from my experience, blah blah blah, rather than just like, 
yeah just straight up saying what you need to do is this yeah yeah maybe i said that wrong like maybe i said yeah. like not stop giving advice but just like the way people give advice yeah yeah yeah, so, like, yeah, so, yeah, oh, yeah of course like yeah. i appreciate yeah. advice as well like i obviously appreciate yeah. when sure. i'm struggling with something i appreciate it it's more the without asking for it without knowing me personally or something then just walking up to yeah. me yeah thinking that you can give me advice yeah. that's that smaller thing but the same it goes for when people encourage you I've seen yeah, that so many true. times you look at a jump and someone tells you like you got this and you're like you don't know if I can jump you don't know if I got this I don't know. <laughs> really don't know. <laughs> and it's like it's nice because like, they mean well but it's yeah. like you actually you don't you don't know yeah um, so I think that happens way more often than like just unsolicited advice where I'm like oh that is annoying um, but I think men should stop doing in parkour is in general it's a bit more of like a um <laughs> shuffling forwards um yeah decision making in parkour is very it's done ma- mostly by male like by men in general and it affects female athletes and i think way more women should be included in decision making on all like levels in parkour and to make this sport more inclusive and make it better for women in the future because right now where we're at is not where we want to be i think and include us genuinely don't include us as a gimmick like don't include it as a publicity stunt for you hashtag star podcast (laughs) (laughs) chuck all the women in one podcast so you never have to do it again (laughs) 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 we're good for at least another 20 episodes I mean, who was meant to do the podcast yesterday? Oh, yeah, Christine and Kira. And who was then taking who did the podcast? <laughs> uh, in the end, no one. But <laughs> in the end, no one. Um, oh, we did get... But we did have to go behind Max and Brandon. <laughs> and Trish, yeah. Yeah. Oh, also, oh, calling sorry. out... Calling out... Calling out... Remember when you're saying... Because that's really funny. That is such a good example, though, of people thinking no. that they're including women, but really... It's really not so much, and I'm really sorry, Callum. I knew I shouldn't have got you guys. Last time you were in town, uh, Lisa, um, I said, like, oh, you should do a podcast with Lisa. And then you were like, oh, yeah, but she just done one with Motors Project. And then you, I think you did one with Verky. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure Verky has done with Motors done one with Motors Project and other people as well so it's like because you're like oh but Lisa's just done one and I think that's, that doesn't come from a bad place at all but things like that happen all the time and I think men are just not aware so it needs to be called yeah. out in the nicest way not always in the nicest way sometimes the not so nice way is also good but um, <laughs> yeah well, it, one, it, yeah one you pointed out to me that I'd never really thought of is like anytime they you run a competition like it's pretty it's pretty much always you announce the men and then you announce the women it's Mm. it's never you announce the women first and it's like it doesn't it's not really about who gets announced first but the fact that it is always the women are the afterthought it's Mm. because it's just a casual sexism that's like ingrained in our society it's because parkour is inherently male as in if you look at it neutrally it would be male and then that's why the whole like hashtag girl parkour is like it's still just parkour but yeah. you have to name it something different. You have to name it like mm. female parkour, like women's parkour, because it's not normal. As I'm not yeah. saying it's not normal, but that's how it's viewed. Oh yeah. And that's not just in parkour. That's in any sport that is has like male connotation. Mm. Teams, including um, female athletes on their like on their teams, is like is something as well that would be so cool if it was seen more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
like yeah. the Motors project is really cool that they got two girls now but there's yeah. so many teams out there that still don't have any women at, uh, yeah. on yeah. and that squadron as well like we're two women now three, so, yeah. three women now sorry sorry yeah. so Who's cool no Oh yeah, of yeah. course. Uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Mel. <laughs> so yeah, sorry. We're we're th- we're three women, um, and there's you don't even ask five five men. So it's a pretty good ratio. Yeah. Yeah, but then there's yeah just a lot of teams out there that still don't have any women on it, and there's plenty of women. So yeah. like, that'd be cool to see. Do you remember the name of that all woman team from Sweden? Had like uh, yeah. Alicia Canard and oh, you know about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but they lasted like a couple of months. And that, and that's and that's a problem. Like it's definitely been started. Like women's teams have been started before, and they just teams are hard. Like that's it's a terrible thing to say, but like starting a team and keeping it going is very very difficult <clears throat> because it's usually one person who wants to do it, and everybody else is getting dragged along. Um, and that's also I feel like for women's teams like all women's teams it's a bit harder just for location as well yeah. like I mean there's other teams who make it work like Farang they are dotted all over the place and it's like they, they manage but in general teams usually it's more beneficial if you're closer together like physically yeah. women are not like like yeah. it's just I mean now at the moment there's a lot of people in Brighton training but the closest any other woman is in to me training wise would be London or like yeah close to London so it's like mm. you're actually physically away from people which makes it really mu- like so much harder um, to yeah keep it going oh yeah we're gonna start a uh, female merm we're gonna call it worm <laughs> 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 no I'm kidding I'm totally kidding wormadons wormadons I don't know why I think that's so funny. Rilla Hops, Rilla Hops was great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nikki and Lorena. Yeah, yeah. That was and that was really early on as well, and they were like mm. yeah, creating a lot of content, and it was super good. Like I remember them coming to Europe and just doing all the jumps, and it was really inspiring and really cool to see. Yeah, I remember when they put out the video that was just Nikki and Lorena, and it was like blew up. It was pretty cool to see. Mm-hmm. That's another thing about the Motors project as well. When they did the the team trainings, that like I talked to so many people, and a lot of people were like, "Oh, Camilla's parts are so entertaining to watch." Oh yeah, so it's like she oh, carried right. Motors for a yeah. bit. I yeah, I watched the so I watched good. every single one of those when they came out. Yeah, in the Motors project, yeah. I thought they were so that was such a cool concept of them all being in separate places, and then they all had a section and just carried their like, and I definitely would skip a lot of the sections to watch like Rachel's section and Camilla's sections, yeah. like. <laughs> we all bought it we all bought it was shit so we stopped doing it oh they oh, were really oh I loved him okay, we were we yeah. were lonely lonely people in America so it made <laughs> us feel connected that was sick yeah by the way we have a little audience for this uh, podcast it's actually quite a big yeah. audience <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit intimidating <laughs> Sasha Powell Max Henry Travis Verkeck who you just heard uh, Brandon Douglas and Chris Harrison from Fifth Unit fame. Say hi, everyone. Hello. Uh, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> they all said hi in beautiful sing-song voices. <laughs> um, what other things that really make your blood boil that we do? Oh, she's a girl, so I can do that as well. 
um, people like looking at things that you do and they're like, oh, if she can do it, I can do it. Yeah. I hate mm. when guys say that. I hate it so much. Because it, I don't know, it's it's such a like subtle thing that they say, but it's, it's like really consent, yeah. it's so condescending and it's yeah. so like yeah, yeah. I just hate it. Katie taught me the other day that she was training um in a gym and she did like a I think shrimp flip or some sort of flip. I don't I don't know exactly. And then one of the I think one of the coaches came up to her and was like, oh, that's really good. Like like none of my students that have been training for five years can do that. Like great you try to be nice but you're actually just insulting because i've been training for 10 years she didn't say that i'm, I'm sure um, but it's just yeah this kind of yeah being surprised still when someone does something that maybe men struggle with um yeah or just like jumps as well when you do like a jump and then like some guy comes over and it's like oh if you can do it i can do it yeah it's like that kind of mentality but not even the mentality just saying that yeah it annoys me so much I think taking over a spot where you're training too, like that yes. really, that really grinds on, yes. I know it grinds on both of us where mm. we're like the, when like the majority of the people training are like taking over the like main, main thing and the main big part. And so you kind of like go off and you find your own thing and you're like working on your own thing on the side. Cause you're just like not really having it with whatever's going on in the main area. And you get to have it, your little space for like two seconds. And then all of a sudden there's like, Ten men descend on the spot, and that kind you of can't. Happened yesterday, yeah, it right? kind of happened yesterday. Hundred <laughs> percent happened yesterday, and that was it was kind of the same thing. And it, and it's all well-meaning, but it's just not having an awareness of. It's just not being aware. Like, be aware of your surroundings, and like that involves the people as well. Like, you wouldn't go over to, I don't. It, it wouldn't. You wouldn't go to like a bunch of people that are beginners and totally take over their space either. Like that would also be disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the same as like I don't know, same as same as that. Like it's just not respecting the fact that there someone else is also training in the space. Yeah. Mm. And like, it just primarily happens to be women will be training, and then all of a sudden they've gotten this their spot swarmed and they have to move, and they'll move, and you'll you can watch it happen. It's like swarm ball in soccer. Like the ball goes and everything just continues like it's like little children chasing a soccer ball around a field it's just like chase the women around their spots we have a question from the audience max henry do you feel like you're when you're prepping something mentally or physically that it's just like not rated to the same level when you're at a spot it's like not you're what? not given the same Rain. space to develop uh. a challenge the way that like i would for instance if i was working a challenge at a mini spot Yes and no. You, it's sometimes actually way overrated, where everyone is just like, oh, the girl's going to do a jump. We must all stop and watch. <laughs> and like, okay, it's cool. But it, or the, it's the opposite, where it's like, oh, it's clearly something that you're doing that's easy. And it's like, oh, maybe it's not actually easy for me. And I would like a turn to today would be good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a turn today would be good. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, <laughs> to be fair i think that's sometimes up to us as well because we i think yeah. we're worse at claiming our space uh, like, yeah it, we I, I, well i know it about me I, i'm less likely to just make sure that everyone knows that this is the challenge i'm working on and to get out of my way like i'm more likely to take a step back and wait yeah. till everyone's out of my way yeah so i think it's like it comes a bit from both sides yeah so and yeah 
Yeah, for me it also. I don't generally like training in big groups anyway. So normally when I, if I do something that is mentally hard for me, it will most likely be in a smaller group with people I'm really comfortable with. Mm. Um, not in um, big jam settings and stuff like that. So yeah, it's and some sometimes it almost feels like people are like waiting for you to fail, too. Really? Like, really? Yeah, like oh, they want to just like see the girl fuck up or like really? I don't know. I'm. Oh no, I don't. I don't I've get that ever. That, no. Uh, no, must be an American really thing. Though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in Europe, everyone's nice. No, not everyone. Take that back. Most people are nice. Yeah. That's what a sadistic misogynist you, you train with. <laughs> 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 I'm, so, no, I'm just kidding. It's not true. But, uh, we don't need to go into that. <laughs> well, it's boys, your blood. Speak now or forever hold your peace. Wait, is that... Oh, when you, when you give criticism... <laughs> I said that so wrong. When you... I think that's something that winds me up maybe most is when you call something out as sexist or just something that isn't very good for the female community or its progression. And then it's kind of like just shrugged away as being like, oh no, but that's not like, it wasn't meant this way. It was like, just take the criticism. Can you remember the, uh, what team was it? Was it Team Fat that were throwing the sex doll down there? Yeah. yeah. So, and, gaps. Yeah, and it just got such a big reaction because it was like, come on guys, this is not funny. It's really childish. And to be fair, they were children at the time, pretty much. Um, but instead of just being like, oh, okay, sorry, we didn't actually mean to offend anyone, I just thought it was funny, they kind of kept going. And they were young, so that is, like, the excuse. But it happens in parkour and probably anywhere else a lot when people are older in more subtle ways. But it's kind of like, if you if someone criticises you or, like, points something out that isn't going right, just take it on. If you're not in their shoes, you, you might not understand. And that's completely yeah. fine. Just take what they're saying yeah. and just mm-hmm. act on that. And it's, yeah. it probably doesn't go just with sexism. It's the same with racism. Um, if yeah, if yeah. you're not in the shoes, you can't understand. Well, that, that's the whole thing with, with the solidarity with uh, Black Lives Matter. There were people, uh, like white people at the marches holding signs saying, I will never understand, but still I stand. And yeah. the same um, kind of principle isn't being, well, certainly wasn't being... Um, held after um, the Pastor and Riley Reed uh, controversy thing mm-hmm. um, yeah and, and it was the same kind of thing like people just like riding on it more and like just laying on more insults like uh, what's his name Weird Erickson that weird guy from Mexico who um, <laughs> who like yeah they were just like jumping on the train and, and doing like their own kind of parody of it and everything and Pasha really? was only like reposting all of it and everything rather yeah. than like yeah he, he didn't uh, take that whole thing um, very yeah. that, was friends that, that to be said I, I think people may, really? might have overreacted a little bit for that one in my opinion at least because it was like is damaging on like a like I don't know how to say it like most like bigger level but people tend like they took it very personally I think mm. at least that's how I remember it maybe that's a little bit like blurry memory but I think people were not given the credit that you can call something out as being un not okay mm. and be but not it's it not have it ruin your whole day like you can mm. like yeah I, I remember saying like hey this is really messed up and the fact that no one's saying anything about it is exactly where we're at as the parkour community well a lot of the comments i saw was like nah this ain't okay dude yeah like, and it's, it wasn't like outrage it was and more just like 
yeah, I'm not okay with this. <laughs> yeah, and and then it was, oh, you're letting all this stuff affect you personally. I was like, oh, no. I made that post and I went and had a great day. Like, it didn't ruin my whole life to watch this thing, but it, I can still call something out as being not okay. Because mm. I think people were like, oh, you need to not let things take, like, hit you personally. It's like, like, you oh, don't have it, to be. It didn't. I wasn't offended. I was, I, I, I thought it was offensive, but I was not offended personally yeah. like yeah. offended nothing happened to me like you don't have to be offended to call something out as... to call something out to be yeah. not that beneficial for civilized society yeah like... and i think that's that's kind of the like i i don't know people think the second you call something out like oh you must just be too soft and it's like that's that's such a cop-out thing that just means you don't want to face the fact that you might have done something that wasn't like just yeah like, yeah. like you said well, just say, say they think you're too like you're super outraged i had that recently with the uh, announcement of red bull and how few women's spots they had and i just posted something on my story as did yeah. many other women and men in parkour um to just say that they're not okay with that or that they think it's a shame and i had a lot of messages people being like thinking that i was really outraged and pissed at like specific red bull i was like no, not at all. Like, yeah. not at all. Actually, it's just I just thought it's an, it's a shame, and if people or women kind of don't want to compete because the circumstances are so shit, then I can completely understand that. If you say like, oh, I don't want to be part of that event because kind of not having the same values, but it's not outrage. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I think it's a lot about conversation. How we just can't like everyone just assumes what the other side's where yeah. the other side's yeah. at and no one just talks to each other and I feel like, I think like a lot of the things we've already talked about they could just be solved by talking to each other yeah. but no one even takes the time to do that no, but, yeah, yeah also, no one, that's, that's the point of before no one listens often yeah, that's the yeah. thing because it needs to be if you then say okay a lot of women said oh we're unhappy with this and a lot of men but then you don't the feeling of not being listened to is what's yeah. frustrating because yeah. like I mean in this case it has like I think the format has slightly changed so it was taken on board and it was changed which is brilliant but yeah there wasn't really a conversation at all yeah yeah but that's the thing like the different sides don't talk to each other I feel like it was the yeah. same thing with the like the Pasha thing it was like if he would have talked to anyone like any of the girls because uh, like hardly any of the girls I've talked to were like completely outraged and were like how could you do this and this yeah. is wrong and blah 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 like most of the girls were just like yeah uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what to think about this. And if they just like had a proper conversation about it, they could have just like solved all of it, without going. Yeah. Without like Pasha taking the piss out of everyone who yeah. complained about it, and with the without other side getting annoyed because no one listened to them, that would be so easy if they just talked to yeah. each other. But no one does. So I don't know. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, what's what's unfortunate is that every time one of those the the I mean the beneficial side is any time some sexist or racist like bullshit happens in our community it immediately opens the door to conversation and what's what's shitty is like that those events have to happen for the conversations to then occur mm. but the fact that each event happens and more and more people are saying like are are changing their views and like taking the time to actually listen and learn and like grow up a little bit i i it's almost it's not a good thing but it is a good result of yeah. of each and every one like i've had so many conversations with people that 
that didn't get it or people that I remember having conversations with three years ago and I was like hey man that's not a cool thing they're like oh you're just being soft and like now they're avid defenders of women in situations and like I think like that's very cool that's the thing that's changed as well yeah but so much more understanding for our perspective yeah which is really really cool and it's and it's really just all of us having conversations with all of our friends and then those friends having conversations with their friends and calling out when their friends are doing things like that are not okay because if you can't like it would have been great if like Pasha and would have had a conversation directly but like that was never going to happen because he doesn't respect any of like you have to hear shitty information from someone whose opinion you respect and that wasn't going to happen like you have to care enough about somebody as a person to be willing to listen to why they might not be okay with it and until you have that relationship if you've never had that relationship with like a female in your life that you would care enough to hear their perspective on that issue it's never going to be solved Mm. because you would never have any reason to yeah that's one thing as well that i wish happened more that because it's it's amazing how many um, men are standing up for like or like speaking up about these issues because the the amount of men that said something about out of motion was amazing it was amazing Um, it's so cool to see Shout but then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then at the same time, Good on you. very often I feel like it's um, <laughs> men having to sacri- sacrifice something a little bit mm-hmm. in order to make things happen for women. And yeah. I feel like that's where it often stops. Like it stops that I spoke up, so I, I'm done with this. Yeah. But I'm not actually actively doing anything to help include you, or like I'm not yeah. doing anything to get out of my way to help with this. Of like. Yeah. I've done this now, so I'm I'm fine. Yeah. You know, but like actually yeah. making a little sacrifice I, I to think help. Often, also, maybe guys wouldn't know how to. I remember course, having yeah. a conversation with the Motors guys years ago. This is, I can't remember in what context it I was. Think it was right after the sex doll thing. Maybe you I, went on the podcast and did I? I can't remember. Yeah, I just, it I, was I, great. I, oh. Which one? Oh, Which good. Podcast? <laughs> you were on the podcast. Was I? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I don't remember. Did I make this up? Like, I'm Maybe. pretty sure this happened. But I just remember I had a conversation with the Motors guys, um, Keelan and someone else. Um, were there microphones in front of you? <laughs> <laughs> my memory is really bad. <laughs> no, this was a private conversation. I'm no, sure. I think they, they might have asking. just talked about it. Yeah. They talked th- about having talked to you, maybe? Maybe, yeah. Oh. Um, and, yeah, I don't, I really don't remember. <laughs> but anyways, um, they were asking, what can we do to include women more? And I said, well, make them more visible. You sh- constantly share videos, repost stor- on your stories, you reshare. But it's very rare that women get reshared, and I think that's a thing that has changed so much. And then it was really cute to see that they would like do it. Just like a week later, they yeah. would just like share yeah, women's yeah, videos. Yeah. It was very yeah, cute. Yeah, it was yeah. very nice. But that is one of the things that I really enjoy seeing now because that happens so much. Is like, yeah. and it, it kind of. I mean, obviously, I can only tell from the people that I follow as well, um, and whose stories I watch. But it's it seems to be always the same people who who do that. But it's really nice to see, and I think especially if those people have a big following then it will make other people maybe yeah no I think do that's the same true. value because yeah i think it's really nice um oh i got a thing that makes my blood boil go for it <laughs> i just really hate the like community always 
pitting women against each other for who's the best female. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I think that's kind of a crap <laughs> thing. Yeah. And we all hate it because we don't care. Yeah. Like, no, but that, that's the thing. And there are girls that do. There are girls that do. And there are girls that very much do. And I think that's a thing that we as females do a disservice to ourselves. And I think yeah. we also need to stop doing this. So I yeah. think the community mm-hmm. as a whole needs to stop trying to find the single best female parkour athlete because it's it's toxic it's terrible and it literally doesn't matter i think it's i think it's very common for people in the parkour community um i mean i mean we've always spouted like uh, it's an individual practice and everything and it is genuinely hard to kind of compare people overall because there are so like parkour is so diverse and there are so many kind of avenues of speciality that one could choose to go down or one prefers to go down um and when people play these parkour top trumps kind of games it will normally be with a speciality like who's got the bigger kong like is it yeah. travis yeah. or is it toby who's better at a sense is it shane griffin or yeah or tom coppola or whatever and and you can kind of play this game and it's entertaining and blah 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 but I think because the talent pool with women is, I mean, it's way bigger now, but it's mm. it's still like right. so still so small compared to the men. Mm-hmm. It's it's just like a game that people play, and it's like it's the, the like the specialities are still so vast. Like comparing um, Sydney to Renee, like it's it's night and day. They're so different athletes. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, but like the comparison is made still, and it's just. It's yeah, it's just so unhelpful. Yeah, and it was it was always like starting out like, Oh, you're oh, this person's better than you. I'm like cool. Oh, well like Kira's better than you and I'm like, Yeah, she's way stronger than I am. She should be better than me at this. Like yeah. it, or it's like and things like that. And it's just like that's a such an unhelpful unhelpful thing and like that demoralizes anybody coming up to just hear and over and over and over again like oh this person's better than you or you're better than this person or you're better than this person or you could have done that or oh they did this jump so you have to do this jump better like that's such a silly thing and we we as females do it I've, I mean I've heard us do it to each other um, but I mean let's look at Red Bull the award is best female it's not first place it's not first through third it's you are the single best female in this competition. Yeah. Oh, but I think and that's for another three. reason. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's because they like, don't want to um, give us like equal price money, and they don't want to give us a separate category. I think that might yeah. be for a different reason. Yeah. Minimal yeah. effective dose. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you're doing just enough to not get totally. <laughs> yeah, but I feel yeah. like it has changed though a lot. I remember because, I mean, when we started, especially the two of us, we mm-hmm. started a long time ago. There was so little women, and it was really easy to make that comparison. While now, and no, I'm not gonna lie, it makes you competitive because you get direct. Um, and I don't think I'm a very competitive person in terms of yeah. like, I yes, I am. I, I can't deny that I'm somewhat competitive, but not in a like tense way. I don't know how to to express it. But then, when you get those questions asked, like I remember when I started training. I had no idea about parkour in general, but it was when there was the um, Red Bull Vienna happening. It was pretty much like pretty much in the beginning of my training, and someone said like, "Oh, so one of the girls competing is like, oh, she's not that good. Like, in a year's time, you could 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 compete. You could be better." And it's like I don't even know who 
was competing that like, I yeah. had no idea but you get this in this your head and it was really, mm. really flattering as well because yeah. I had just started and I was like oh really am I that yeah. good can I compete there yeah. that's nice And it's, but it makes you competitive when you're like that wasn't your intention but then I, I think I had a conversation with Sydney a few years ago about it where it's like we were made to be competitive because of that mm. um, mm-hmm. I remember Amos coming to London and asking really nicely he wanted to include women in in competitions and wanted to have a separate women's division and they were talking about i can't remember who was included maybe brandon were you there as well i can't remember but amos was was, yeah in england yeah yeah Yeah. so yeah we were on the bus and he was saying um so could we have a women's speed comp would there be enough women to compete and i was very fairly new to training still i was really shy i was just like in the background and then I think I brought up Fizz, the girl that I looked up so so much, saying like I think she could compete. And then the question was like, oh, so who's who's better? Like, who would be better, you or Fizz? And I just sat there, and I don't think I answered because I was like, I don't know. Like I had never trained with her before, yeah. and yeah, it just makes so you like weird. so like oh okay, so you compared directly to someone else. But I think because now there's so many women, and also women get to train together more. Like now, for example, being in Brighton at no point do I have the feeling I mean not that I'm training at the moment much because injury but it's not competitive you just train mm. together and I think if women train together more and had a chance to get together more often for bigger projects we would progress so much quicker than <laughs> the rate we're no, now doing because it's just you just thrive like together when you yeah. train together enter Queen City <laughs> yes exactly yeah. what a yeah. good transition thank you for doing the there's actually a really a really good point made though Actual in experiment. in Queen City, which we will we can explain here in a second what that is. But a, a really good um, conversation occurs in there about um, a, an athlete having voices around them that seem to imply that the only way they had value in the sport was to be the single best female that did yeah. the sport. Yeah. Yes, it's not the same for men at all. It's like. No. Yeah, that's and not, that's and that, not what's expected. Yeah, like. and that and that conversation is like something that we touch on in in the film, and it's it, and that's not a unique experience. Like you've had you had the same experience, I know, because I know people were like telling you that you needed to be better than they thought others. That, that strategy would push me, but I don't respond to that, and maybe competitive athlete respond to that so for context it would be like well Renee could do it in three takes and you have to do it in six takes like if I was filming a line or something or things like that and yeah. I think the uh, the goal was to get me to be better but it just had a reverse effect mm-hmm. of I don't even want to do it at all why don't you go get Renee to do it <laughs> <laughs> I'm done bye yeah, yeah and it's uh, it's just such a it's and it's and it's almost it's almost um this is getting like a slightly psychological but it's it's almost like because you want these people like you respect the opinions of these people like you wouldn't be hanging around them especially if you're an impressionable impressionable new member of the sport you want these people to be respecting like to respect you and to think that you're good so you're like kind of hang on to every word they say Mm -hmm especially if they're your coach or your instructor or the like top athletes in in your gym space or your community like if they're saying these things to you yeah. as you're young and impressionable you're like 
like a puppy like you follow them because you don't know any better you're slightly brainwashed in the situation and I, I i would expect i would have expected a lot better from the community leaders like amos rendal and and the coaches at apex denver and just apex in general like and it's 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 kind of sad to hear it because i really like for for my students i i would like them to be good but the priority is to keep them training and to make sure that they're enjoying training and developing themselves through yeah. practicing parkour. Like, I don't really give a shit if they get good enough to be a competitive athlete or not. Like, yeah, and if that comes, that's great. Like, I'll try and make them as good as possible, but not if that makes them hate the process like yeah. and hate yeah. their friends and their peers and like yeah and and to be f and to and to give credit where credit's due like the, sure. the apex coaching like those facilities are extremely inclusive extremely good environments like the coaches they are they're trying to make their students better but end of the day they but want do we just want to churn out good athletes like, and is and, that what and we there are from... and there are the top athletes but i think the average apex denver class is kids are there to have a good time and learn some parkour and then go play soccer later and sure. do yeah, their yeah. eight other sports and I, I really think that that <laughs> I, I can stop, I'll leave it there I think it's sometimes a bit of an ego thing as well like when I um, <laughs> did I say what you didn't want to say yeah, a little bit. <laughs> sorry <laughs> I feel like when I started training you know because I was good at flips because I did gymnastics um the, the guys I was training with, they were like, oh, you should make an out-of-motion submission, which was like the first or second year I was training. Um, it was like, yeah, because you could be really good and you could like win and you could blah, blah, blah. And I think it was partly because they wanted to have that behind their name as well. Right. They wanted to be like, so yeah, yeah I pushed that girl to ah, be this good yes. so I can say that it was me who got her there. Yeah, I think it's a bit of that as well. And... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's not like, because clearly that's not what I needed. Because if I'd made an art of motion submission like two years in my training, then I don't know, somehow it would have qualified, it would have been so lost. Like, it would have been the worst thing for me to go to art of motion after two years of training. <laughs> You'd have shown like, up and been like, wait, but what's the line? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, it would have not been good for me. Yeah. 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 We have a, um, the same annoying audience member raising his hand for a question. <laughs> oh. I was going to ask for, well, I think because obviously with like the Apex stuff too, when you guys were starting, there weren't any other gyms in the U.S. that had more than one or two women in it. So I feel like also it's important to, like, acknowledge that part of maybe, like, some of those, like, initial hurdles also are, like, in a space that people don't know how to interact. Because it's like, oh, we have more than one person. And then that also is just, like, yeah, for can sure. breed a lot of... Yeah, and I think, I think a lot of it is that they were, they were breeding... Breeding is a terrible word. <laughs> They're not breeding us. <laughs> we are not racehorses. Um, but it, uh, um, America in general is a very competitive culture. Um, it, it just as kind of a full stop, it's like all about the hustle, all about the grind. Like be better than blah blah blah. Like it, that it, that is kind of an American thing. And I think that was like oh let's let's lean into competitive nature of teenagers and and maybe like lean on that because like iron sharpens iron so if we 
push each other maybe and maybe it was done in looking back on it like a toxic way i don't think it came inherently from a bad place i think that's a fair way to to say that and i think the the retrospect would be like how about we spin this positively and have you instead of pitting people against each other let's bring them together and give them a space where they can feel safe and can train and can build off of each other as opposed to pitting people next next to each other and I mean and end of the day if your your sole goal is to be better than somebody else you're never going to be the best that you can be because you're just limiting yourself to however good that person you're trying to be as good as is yeah. I think one thing about parkour as well is that it's like really special that men and women actually train together because in a lot of competitive yeah. sports like you would be separate mm-hmm. so I think it's something that we really need to get used to because like obviously like men I hope I'm not saying this wrong, but like men are naturally like stronger their muscles are stronger they can naturally just jump further on average so, on average yeah 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 like not that any like yeah, but on average, they can jump further. So I feel like we as women, we need to accept that that there's just some things that we can't do. But then at the same time, like men need to learn as well that sometimes women can be better at other things. Like they can be better at techie challenges or like swings or whatever. So I think just yeah. learning to train together is like without seeing that and just accepting that, like those differences is, is not easy because we're never like, even in like, I don't know if it's the same here, but in PE in Austria, you there's like mm-hmm. men and women like you never do sports together yeah. so it's like you suddenly thrown into this thing where you actually train together and then you need to relearn so many things because you're training with the other six and it's like yeah obviously there's a lot of things that are really hard um and i think we're still in the process of learning a lot of that yeah that's and a really i can good see point. like sometimes i used to i don't have it anymore really but i used to have that as well that i thought I needed to prove something so I was like oh I want to get this like this challenge faster than this guy so I can prove that me as a girl I can do that as well which like shouldn't matter and then on the mm-hmm. other hand it's like guys would be like I need to get this faster than the girl because like oh, I need to be better than the girl <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so it's like all of these little things that are just so ingrained in our brain we need to get rid of that a little bit mm-hmm. yeah and, and really so much hard. of that is like ingrained from your childhood too yeah. of like oh like you were cool because you were the girl that was doing the thing the guy was doing yeah and or like the guy was then put down because he didn't, he couldn't do the thing the girl was doing. Like course, it's, yeah. uh, mm, be a good parent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's like a really special place we're in. Be a good yeah. teacher. No, you're, yeah, you're totally right. A good parent is not enough. I think that's the thing. You can have a parent as good. Be good I, humans. But you're just a in a world society. that's yeah. inherently sexist, and it's just yeah, it, yeah it's, it's just hard. a really hard place yeah. to change everything at the same time it's like step by step yeah but yeah yeah i think it's gotten so much better as well like yeah in the past like in the recent years like training with guys has been just like so much more fun as well because i feel like that is getting more and more accepted yeah and there's but also yeah. maybe because you've progressed a lot maybe that's yeah. the thing you don't really know how a, that's be- true a, someone who's not as um experienced and like yes, more of a beginner true, feels because yeah. they might feel the same you felt like a few years ago yeah um so it's hard to tell if it's actually got that's true better yeah that's true yeah that's very true queen city yes tell uh, us about queen city queen city is a oh what's our what's our do we have a tagline do we have an elevator pitch 
I just gotta go. <laughs> that's, that's okay. The elevated pitch. <laughs> um. So Queen City is a are now around 45 to 48 minute documentary that we filmed last August. Um, myself and Kira were the local Colorado athletes. Um, and then we, I say we, um, the, the idea really came from Max Henry. He had the idea for, for several years to do, um, he'd kind of seen the hole in the uh, media space that there really had never been any female centric media for like feature length media for parkour mm. um we'd had feature length films we'd had team train videos we'd had all kinds of things but there was this hole that never told the story of getting a bunch of females together in the same space and giving them giving them a place to just train um when when women kind of get invited to events or they get invited to travel they're expected to coach they've got to pay their own way they're supposed to get there for free um they're kind of the afterthought yada yada but in in this case what what he really wanted to do was bring a group of women together and they're they're taking time off work so they're going to be losing money so he wanted to make sure that flights were paid for athletes were compensated they were given a per diem they were given a place to stay everything was covered the entire week was just meant to train um and with the help of um Keskaya park uh, athletics which is a, a center out of this being open in south texas um that opportunity came about so um that that facility uh, it's lorena abreu's butchered her last name i'm sure um abreu abreu i think yeah, I um, might be wrong too. So I didn't butcher it. Okay, cool. Um, she can let me know. Um, <laughs> her her mother is actually opening this multi-sport facility in South Texas, and they're the sole sponsor of, of the project. And so we flew from Canada, was Alyssa Serpa and Tam Benabdala. Um and then LA was from LA. We flew out Sarah Mudalal and Sydney Olson. Um, Seattle was a woman named Sheep who flew out. <laughs> Just Sheep. Just Sheep. Just Sheep. Um, Seneca Schwartz from New York, um, and then myself and Kira were were on the project as the as the eight athletes, eight main athletes. Did you say Sydney? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, and it was very cool. Um, said um like 18 times so <laughs> killing it you're doing great <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and so cool. and so really what what it ended up being was we we started it out and Kira and I both kind of didn't really we we'd been kind of more on the we knew more in the know on the project because we've been hearing about it for a very long time um, and it was kind of like, oh, this is, this is a thing that we're doing. And I think both of us were like, ah, we were skeptical, a little skeptical. And then uh, that it was even going to be a thing that was happening. And then all of a sudden, like people had tickets and people were flying out and athletes were showing up and it was, can you go pick up Alyssa from the airport once you get off work? And I was like, ah, oh, sure. And it, it was happening. And it was a very, very cool thing. I took the time off work. Kira opened up her schedule as much as possible. Um, and 
we trained for for a week and we filmed everything that happened and the that that compilation is gold it's like, <laughs> i'm very impressed i think the i think the production team that was was involved um did a very good job of giving the space to the athletes to tell their own story without kind of an agenda mm. um and i think that the feeling is captured very well in the film and so the trailer should be dropping the actual formal trailer should be dropping in the next few weeks likely the there's an issue with the licensing of the music and that has been an absolute nightmare um because every time we think it's sorted there's just like one more person who also has rights to the song and then there's some ghostwriter that also has rights and then and then and then so anyway it's been a nightmare um poor max has emailed like eight million people about it um but then once the trailer drops then in the next few months the the full feature length film will get premiered um are you gonna have like a proper premiere we're planning to have a proper premiere we haven't nailed down if it's going to be in conjunction with the opening of the multi-sport yeah. facility um or if we'll do one in earlier um just because the multi-sport facilities had all of the issues that have come with opening a <laughs> opening a facility in a pandemic when you can't get materials and wood yeah. now costs a million dollars more than it used to. Yeah. Um, what did you think of it? And so we've actually, um, because it's, because it's partially done, um, our finishing editor, the finishing editor actually bailed. And so Toby's coming in clutch and is actually working on the finishing edit probably as we speak because he was he was in focus mode when we left him come on bob <laughs> <laughs> you got this totally yeah, the hero we yeah um, we, got, we got to see yeah but we've we've kind of been showing it to people while we've been traveling through and i would like to know what you guys thought yeah so well i mean we saw like a the rough cut but i loved it i absolutely loved it um it's so cool to see like a full length um like yeah almost documentary about women getting together and training first of all just seeing women getting together and training only women is unless you go to a jam um it's not a thing you actually see it's not yeah. any, anything that shows up in videos um yeah and also the fact that most of you are in their late 20s or early 30s i thought that was really really cool to just represent that there, there are women training that aren't 16 um <laughs> So yeah, I, I absolutely loved it, and mm. I'm, I'm very envious that mm. I wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I feel like I missed out. <laughs> mm. like, like Max, uh, uh, I talked to Max about um, coming to the US like a couple of days ago. I was like, oh, I don't know, I don't really feel like it. I don't like, I I would want to go, but I don't like feel the need to go. And then I watched that movie. I was like, yeah, I want to go now. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, like, yeah, yeah, you do it so well. It's so cool. It's just such a different energy to women. Like, I think it's a different energy when women train together. Yeah, than definitely. When yeah. you're in a group of guys and like one or two women, obviously it's a different energy. Yeah, it was really cool to yeah. see, and it was so well cap captured as well. Yeah, it's really really nice. I think, um, regardless of gender or anything, I think it showcased what a training environment should be like. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you know what I mean, like, yeah, just pure like wholesome vibes like everyone pushing true. each other and yeah. 
yeah, yeah it's just also everyone. Showed... sorry i didn't want to cut you no, 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 i said i was gonna do that um <laughs> it, it just showed that women train differently as well yeah it wasn't about like who's the best it's just like it showed that everyone was really good at their thing that they were like yeah. doing and mm. then helping each other to just yeah yeah just progress together it, it i thought it was really amazing yeah I still don't know if it was because of the people that he chose or if it naturally developed that way because it was a safe space. I think it was a little bit of both. I think it, it we were we were kind of folks were chosen for a, a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um but it was it was really trying to find people that were going to take it seriously and take it in the way that it was intended and like we're gonna show up as professionals and show up as I am being paid to be here um so that was definitely something that we factored in a little bit and then tried to get a diversity of movement styles of people who had um diversity helped yeah that really helped actually diversity of people is really what I think we were going for and you had everything from professional stunt woman in Sydney Olsen like the fully most professional version of our of our sport to Seneca who's finishing out high school but has been creating documentaries about being in parkour since she was in 8th grade and it was just such a good spread of of people um and I, I really think that, like, like he's my husband, I love him, um, but I really think he went above and beyond to make everybody just have to worry about nothing other than, than training, which was just very cool. Yeah, I loved it. I can't wait for everyone to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 what did you think? Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone needs to see it. Yeah. Yeah, it's very very proud of of the team that worked on it you know i i did learn something from that film i was never that uh, passionate about how training environment should be but after new york mm-hmm. um i think there should be more all women's classes and all I, women's training space but this, this is COVID. exactly the next question i was going to ah, ask do, do should women do women's jams and events like that need to exist? I used to think no. I used to be like, no, we all exactly. can mm. train together and we can all, but it's different. Uh, I, I, fully, I was fully wrong. And I think for, for some people, yeah. maybe they wouldn't thrive in that in that environment and they wouldn't like it. But in general, I mean, I just taught at an all women's event. It's very different to the documentary you did. It's very like guided classes and like, but it was amazing. It was absolutely yeah. amazing just seeing, I think, seeing women there that maybe wouldn't have even wanted to train in front of other men. Awesome. Just like, just try and just, yeah, grow. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think it, it needs to happen more. Lorena Abreu in the Jamcast with Travis Wong pretty much said the same thing because she started training with Rilla Hops, uh, Nikki Wallen, mm-hmm. and they were all just treated as equals like uh like Caleb and the others and like to each of the members would all be like 
that was shit do it again like <laughs> and um <laughs> like say what you want about that but <laughs> in general but um it was only after Lorena saw like these kind of jams where she was like oh I get it yeah I was I was a naysayer too like I I just didn't I didn't get it and I think I wasn't mature enough to get it as to why yeah because I, I think there, I, I touched on it a little bit earlier, but there was like an ego that I was one of the guys and like one of just yeah. like, and there, and it almost was like, I wanted to be more like, I wanted to be respected by them. So I just didn't even like ask for the space to like be a female. I was just like, oh, I'm just one of the guys. Like, and so I didn't understand the need for the women's jam. And then I kind of like, packed my ego away for a second and I went to the North American Women's Jam in Seattle. It was my first women's jam. And I went to this event and I just could not I've it was the coolest thing. I saw just everyone breaking like they they set up a challenge night and just people breaking these challenges that if they they would have walked into the gym it could have been they'd been training for a year or for two years or that was the first time they'd walked in and like everyone made progress that night every single person in that gym was breaking these challenges that they walked in being like there's no chance I can do that and I like remember this girl she was like 14 years old at the time and she was kind of training with me and she would see me do the challenge and then she would get up and try it and watching like her help like go through these progressions she was like oh I would have never tried that if you weren't also trying it and if it wasn't for this challenge night and I was just like, okay, this is, and then having the space to then sit and talk about what that event meant to you and like having the, the kind of open, safe space to just be able to share your perspectives really like by the end of that weekend, I was like, I want to host this jam next year because it was a traveling jam and I hosted it in Denver the next year. And I was just like, this thing needs to exist. Then we started doing women's jams like every month. And actually, I think we were already doing women's jams every month. But like they we just like kept that going and kept that rolling and hosted the North American Women's Jam the next year around. And like 60 women came like and it was huge. It was it was really, really cool. I think one thing for me as well is when I train with other women, because I can learn a lot from watching people. And if I watch a woman do something, it's way more relatable to me, mm-hmm. and I can learn more from them. It's not as not obviously it's about yeah. like the space and everything as well, but just learning from women is easier for me. And it sometimes it, yeah, because you feel like they get it. It's just a peer, like it's somebody that they looks like you looks, looks like, like you like moves you. like yeah exactly go. You're, yeah, you're great things so, to say. I'm actually not into women's jam that much. I think it's more of a social party and I'm not I'm more introverted. Mm-hmm. But I'm very much about structured classes. I'm that kind of a learner. I come from pole and dance and it's mostly all women. So I'm used to being in all women's space. And I never really applied that to parkour until I was involved with this project and then you I wanna say you made me go to New York and teach a workshop. <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> I sure. <laughs> bound my hand and I I just saw something beautiful that I saw in pole that I never saw in parkour and I'm not saying that women should only train with other women I think you should do both I think you should do co-ed but with the option of an all women's classes in every gym you're going to have that confidence going into a co-ed class 
Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. Do, you, yeah. Know, you have yeah. the option not to do co-ed, but yeah. I'm not saying just that's the only thing yeah, we don't, that we need. That's how I, f- I used to see women's classes. Um, I used to run women's classes in, in Austria um, where I started training and um, I thought, well, it's only the way for them to in. It's like I don't keep them stuck here. So they don't. They only come to these yeah. classes yeah. so that they have the confidence to then yeah. do normal yeah. parkour that isn't women, women's classes. But then again, I think it's just, yeah, it needs to be both. There needs to be projects where there's only women, regardless of whether you feel comfortable. I feel really comfortable training with guys. Most people I train with are guys, as yeah. it is for everyone uh, in parkour. Is female. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yes, and I, I, I don't have a problem, but it's so different. It just, even like today and yesterday, having more women around than usual it's changes amazing. dynamics mm-hmm. um so yeah it's really nice yeah I, I enjoy it it's so funny how we've all had the same thing of like now we don't need this and then we go to yeah. one gem and it's like now we don't need this yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and i think it was uh, it, it wasn't cool to think you needed it yeah for sure like and <laughs> i was also just completely convinced that I didn't oh yeah need it. i was like nah why why uh, but yeah no and i think that's that's totally fair too like yeah, I went didn't to an think it was an option, so I never even yeah. considered it because I've never seen it. Sure, yeah. But then I was asked, "What's an actionable thing that we can do as a community to get more women involved?" And yeah, well, that's what Paul did. <laughs> no, I think so, that's really, really cool. That's really, really right. Yeah, I did. Um, recently, I went to this um in at Ape Academy in Austria. They've got women's officials, mm-hmm. and I went to one of those, and it was um the girl who's running it she said that she's basically just doing it in the gym as well so that all of those girls have like something to do that they can try when they go to open sessions yeah so it's mm-hmm. like give them something to start with so they don't they don't get to an open session they're like ah yeah, like, yeah. all these guys doing all these cool things so what do i do but they yeah. like go there they try their things and then they've got something yeah and it, was, it was such a cool space it was so nice you're gonna really, get really a lot cool. more personalities too because i think yeah. the women that started parkour already has a very specific personality like maybe they're comfortable with guys training with guys or they not bothered or they want to be competitive with the guys and then yeah. you have people that kind of just dabbles <laughs> yeah that's so that, true you know? yeah so that's so true my my cool my cool women's jam story from last weekend last week two couple weekends ago um so shout out mel mcqueen um she's been running women's jams um so they kind of died in colorado i stopped upholding them um for a variety of reasons um and then covid but they've been running women's jams in colorado and it's traveling around the gyms and the spaces in in the area and they ran one at at apex denver which is my my home gym it's the closest one to my house it's one i've been training at now for eight years or however long it's been in that facility um and I walked into this this women's jam and I knew fewer people at the jam than the people that I didn't know I think I only knew like five or so people and there were 30 people at this jam so I was going to a jam in my own home gym and there was most of the women there I'd never I'd never trained with before and like never met before it was so cool that's incredible yeah I was like, first of all, where did you all come from? <laughs> but second of all, hell yeah, all these people in my city are, are training and I didn't know I think it's all of these people. A lot I think it's a case for if you build it, they will come uh-huh. kind of thing. And this is why 
these events are so important that's why representation is so important mm -hmm. like mm. cue competitions that yeah. say that Give we don't spices. need a women's division <laughs> or we don't need women's involvement because oh we've had women and nobody's come like you haven't given it enough time Mm -hmm. You haven't given it the space to, to breathe. And yeah, maybe it sucks the first year. Maybe you lose money the first year. Maybe mm -hmm. you lose money the second year. Maybe it falls through completely the third year. Eventually, it will be a whole division. Mm. And you have to give it the space to grow and the space to breathe. You also have to realize that like people always say, oh, like women don't show up. Well, no, there's fewer of us. So if five of us are injured and we're the five people in the town that do the sport yes you're probably not going to have a women's turnout because the five people in the 50 mile radius are all injured but that all those athletes are probably still going to show up at the event they may not be competing but women women get this reputation of like oh they don't show up or they we make this space for them and they don't utilize it but you have to remember that for every one woman that does parkour there are 500 guys that do parkour yeah. but that, so, will, that will change if the options are yeah. there is it mm. the way i see it it's Build not it, like there's going to be more women and then we can change how you have we to run change it first you change it first and then people will come because you like a lot of women are probably put off but they look at the sport and it's like very male and you have to fight for your space and they're not like they don't want to do that maybe or they're just put off by it but if it is a more inviting culture then women will come yeah and there will be better like there will be a bigger talent pool there will be more women there will be a better like level be because if you train together and move together you will get better eventually yeah. and so it's the same with like opening a master's division in a competition mm. like you're you've got older athletes that want to compete but they don't want to compete with the 16 year olds if you open the master's division yeah maybe it's not full the first time but if you keep it as a space, these people will start to see that, like, oh, I, I could run, I could do this thing too, or I could run yeah. this speed course too, or I could do this obstacle course too. Just, just so the audience know, the the masters division is for uh, people over forty. Is it? It depends. You can kind of set your own bar. Okay. Um, but I think so. In in Colorado, we do we do. I think it's over forty. Um, yeah. But if you look at other sports, sometimes they started at thirty five. Mm. Um, <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> oh, but it's great. A couple of years, Lynn. A couple of years. I find it so interesting because you said that there's like the, the, the women that are in the sports, they all have like a somewhat similar yes. character. I've never thought of that. And it's so true because if you look at the women in parkour, they all, yeah, they have a similar character. Like you don't, but if you look at the men in the sports, there's so many different characters. So I feel like it's only open for a certain type of. Like yeah. for a certain character type. Yeah, and I, and I think yeah. that's and very so much changing. But what would you say yeah, is sure. that character type? Just like, has always been hanging out with a lot of guys, and it's just like comfortable with like. See, I, I haven't before parkour really? at all. That's I come so cool. from gymnastics and dance background. My, most of my friends were female friends yeah. from university. I wasn't hanging out with guys really. It was through parkour that I got into oh, it. Cool. I think it's people that, whether they, they actually have it or not, it's people that project having a very thick skin. And like, don't necessarily yeah. let things. Did you start out late, though? Twenty one. That's yeah. yeah I think that, yeah. I would say that's later. I yeah. would say that the younger 
yeah. generation of the yeah. female parkour athlete between maybe 14 and 15, 16. Yeah. They're used to being around a lot of male. They're used yeah. to being around male culture. They've ingrained this maybe competitive and they're just not used to being around a lot of women. Yeah. They started in parkour, stayed in parkour. Yeah. That's yeah. what I see. Yeah. That's so interesting. Never thought of that. That's why it was hard for me to make friends in parkour, whereas I had no problems making friends in dance or pole or yeah. any other women-dominated disciplines. Yeah. But it was quite hard for me to do in parkour. <laughs> yeah, we weren't friends for a long time. Yeah. Let's talk about us. Yeah. <laughs> let's have our, let's have our therapy was session. We in the same space for so long, and nothing was said. It's just silence. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Why? Yeah, exactly. Why? Was that because Why? it was compa- this competitiveness between we the were women? Different. And we were just we very were different. different people. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, she always intimidates me, but I always had complete and utter respect for Christine because in Colorado she was, you know, engineer degree, adult, rocket uh, scientist, competing Sorry. athlete. <laughs> so I. I was always, I don't know what your perspective is, but I felt like I was supposed to be modeled after Christine. And I actually, oh this is so interesting because I actually wouldn't do certain things because I wanted Christine and Ketchup's respect. Like, Aww. I was like, man, I could do this run and take my shirt off and, you know, go in booty shorts, but then what kind of audience would I have? Man, I'm not going to do that. I kind of just want to, like, <laughs> like <laughs> have the respect of people mm-hmm. that I respect. So... Yeah. I'm just going to do it however I feel like doing it. Um, and then I moved to Denver, and we would we literally are alone in the same space, and she's throwing down flips, and I'm doing flips. We're kind of doing the same thing. Yeah. I'm doing basic flips, so that's why I don't bother her. Um, but I never talked to her. <laughs> yeah, and I think from, from my perspective, I, like, was just, like, I didn't have I didn't have time. Training wasn't social for me. I was like, I was working so much and I was trying to be this competitive athlete and I would come to the gym and I needed to do my training and I kind of just like didn't have time for like, I think I was just like, you were afraid of me and you were kind of dodging me and I was just like, I don't have time for this. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna, I'm just not gonna engage. Like, this is, I can't, I can't mess with this right now. I have to focus on doing my thing and I would come to the gym do my thing, and I would leave. And <laughs> I was like, she's psycho. <laughs> she's dodging me. I'm not going to deal with that nonsense. I mean, I mean, there's nothing to say that you two had to be best friends just because you're yeah, that doing too. parkour. Yeah, that's also true. As well. like, yeah. yeah, and I think, yeah, I think I just was probably too in my own yeah. own ego. I just, I felt like I, I wasn't at the level that would be worthy of being her friend to be honest so my insecurity had a lot to do with it too and you know like with a lot of maybe that's why I it's hard for me to make friends with parkour women as well because I feel like I have to be I have to be able to do a level concrete at least five feet before I get to talk to Lisa (laughs) no I do I feel that because I can't relate to her if I don't go over there and do the same thing she's doing do you think that's do you think that was just because of like how you started out though yeah. That you were like this comparison yeah. tool. Yeah. Yeah. That Fuck. yeah, I felt weird too because I felt like, you know, I should have been this, I should have been I should have been a parkour athlete if I was going to be on a parkour book or Yeah. And, and I wasn't and 
No, that was stupid. I hate that I people did that to that you. Cover. That cover is great. I absolutely love that cover. I was like, a woman on the cover for Park Holbrook? Yeah, yeah. I have it. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That means a lot. <laughs> yeah. No, that's... But definitely, I'm learning, definitely from Queen City, too, is that you can not ever do a level concrete and you can still be friends with Lisa. <laughs> you can probably find some other things. Me too. Okay, so I didn't talk to her either when she came. I know who she was. Squadron, squadron, right? Yeah. And I was like, so I was just observing and I was like, wow, she's really tall. She's really pretty. I'm not going to say anything to her. And then we go to that, that cat yeah. arm jump, you call it. Yeah. Weird. The cat okay, and sorry. Lisa was like, "Do you want you want me to stand there and spot you?" And that you know, it like it almost made me cry because it opened my heart. I was like, "You don't know how much that means to me." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that instantly made me get that. I I had no doubt of my physical ability. It was all gone because oh, I had sick. a support in another woman in the same space, and oh. it it literally like. Oh, I love that. That alone is worth me putting 120% of my power into anything that I do. Like, that love and that support, that's what pushes me. Oh. <laughs> Otherwise, I could give a fuck about this sport. <laughs> like, so nice. why are we jumping on shit, trespassing, and like, <laughs> it's not worth my time. <laughs> oh my God, that's so nice. First time so nice. I met her. Oh. Yeah. And that's, that's, so that's nice. what does it for me. I could be in any other sport. I compete in pole. I love dance. I love everything. I love climbing. I love yoga. Mm. Yeah. So why I started? I just needed friends. <laughs> Same though. <laughs> More friends. Oh. Oh, God yeah. I'm gonna cry. It's fine. <laughs> I told you last time I cried. It was like right now. <laughs> yeah. So if we can help promote this space, like regardless of of gender if we can create this space for everyone i think yeah that would yeah. be yeah yeah it'd be amazing. it's space and it's and it's just remembering that like meet meet people with where they're at and convey information in the way that they can receive it like create you just you just don't know you don't know anybody's backstory and you may know them but you don't know anything about them like I knew Kira for years, and I didn't know she wasn't from the United States. Mm. Like it's just, it, and it's like things that I didn't know you were squishy on the inside. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm. <laughs> about each other and it's like yeah so the perfect entrance i actually was telling brad and i really didn't want to do this podcast (laughs) i was like what can i say can i say i broke my ankle (laughs) the day of like would they believe that (laughs) um because i'm coming into this i don't i don't follow like i barely follow a store not because you know i don't like it i just want to meet people as they are i don't want to go into it thinking travis did this crazy jump and Mm. now when I look at him, I'm not expecting.
him to do some crazy shit. Mm. <laughs> I don't want to know anybody who anybody yeah. is. I just want to meet them. Today's mm. the first time. So yeah. And I like people to do that for me. Like just because I did some job a year ago and you meet me today, it doesn't mean I'm gonna be the same. Mm. <laughs> it doesn't mean I can or can't do it. Just meet me today, where I'm at today. Mm. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> well damn. <laughs> I think shall we turn to our audience for if there are any questions questions from the peanut gallery you've said enough Max <laughs> I was wondering how could uh, like say for example fifth unit is all male how could we facilitate having female jams without a female representative representative Ooh. get a female that? involved Ooh. yeah yeah <laughs> so just like message outreach to someone else try and get them involved and then yeah see who's closest to yeah, you yeah, yeah. and yeah. see what they can do yeah cool yeah sure they like a female and fifth unit they can help yeah that's what i mean yeah yeah that makes sense yeah yeah, yeah literally just general, reach out to any girl a good a good way to make the space better like an easy way that anyone can do so easily to make the space more inviting for women and also make women in this but that are already in the sport feel more valued it's by just sim- simply sharing their stuff just when you see something that is cool um just reshare it the same way you would reshare like other guys um stuff because i think it goes a long way yeah just making women visible in mm. general and making it normal like it's just normal that women are val- valued the same way and just share it the same way like their content a, th- a thing as well is because there's like a lot of women's event- events on now um she had a women's events yeah like not even just like women's posts but just like get the events that are out there to a wider audience yeah, yeah. Like, not even like no one has to like create their own event or something but just promote the ones yeah. that are already existing as well is really cool mm. and then it's the thing that we, we looked at before which is really funny because all our um oh what's brain glitch what's it called like on on our following on social media is mostly male so yeah. even if you put it out there it's like it's going to be re- like reaching a very small amount of yeah people who can actually go because they are women um, i mean it, it seems silly but like if you're making a jam poster put a female on the poster like yeah it doesn't that's another thing yes like it doesn't every jam poster or if you're if it's going to have a character on it like it doesn't have to be the silhouette male of a, somebody doing a jump like there's a silhouette <laughs> female of doing a jump like make make your make your media more inclusive to to the outside and like as as fifth unit like yeah you're you're an all-male team but if you're promoting the women's events it's like you don't necessarily even have to hold your own like own jam because that kind of is going to miss the miss yeah. the point um, but support the events that are happening. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys know Pretty Parkour? Yes. Yeah, of yeah, course. It's like, a, a, the, like the only parkour band I know of that's only made by females. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's so, so, so good. It's, it's very so cool. cool. Yeah. Pretty Parkour. I just pretty recently parkour. found out that the, the, the Pretty Parkour was put together with both of their names. Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't, I, Did I tell you that? No, I've, I've oh, that's really cool. I didn't yeah, know that. Like prim and yeah, or like that. <laughs> I, I can't remember yeah. the names to be honest, but I thought it was super cool because so I thought cool, at first yeah. it was like I liked it anyways. Yeah, pretty parkour because it's so like 
girly and it's yeah it not felt like at the same it felt time. like taking yeah. ownership of um, of that back too like i think there's some so much value yeah. in like taking taking back the power of yeah. of words and yeah, i thought that exactly. that was a very cool spin that they did yeah. but it's actually put together f- by yeah. both the names well, so cool. that's even well, cooler yeah it's even cooler yeah. Yeah, i think it's brilliant and they've made an online competition format that is um with a specific mm. focus on creativity flow um as their categories so it's not power. it's not about scale power and you know, like the things that are more associated with like masculinity and stuff, yeah. and and they they open it up for everyone. But it's it's yeah, it was really they've cool. created like a format which is I don't know down down a rabbit hole that is I don't know and promoting that as a style, yeah. and it doesn't have to be like bigger is better. Yeah, and magic, magic, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Follow-up question with that is where would you like to see slash where do you think women's involvement in parkour is going and how do you think that will change the overall parkour community in the future? Personally, I would love to see more women involved, not just doing parkour, but actually being involved in the organization of it and decision making on a higher level than just being athletes, because I think that's where the change can be made easiest but it can't be made if there's no women um, yeah. every competition regardless of how many women are competing needs female judges um, and why is it always just one judge most competitions if they have a, a female judge is one woman and it's like fulfills the quota mm. why could it not be more women there's enough women that are experienced enough um, yeah. to do that so, so things like that I think that's where the change actually would be more most effective mm. um but you need men to open up that space because you can't yeah. just march in as women and be like we're taking over i mean technically you maybe could but um be a lot harder wouldn't recommend it yeah getting yeah. women involved in bigger projects as well is yeah. really cool i mean it's queen city is incredible that's an all women's project yeah. but in all the like the break shows I, I know that chris is trying to get more women involved in that but stuff like that get like a couple yeah. of women on board that would be so good because yeah. it just gives okay. us the space yeah really cool Queen but we City need to be too. given that space which is yeah yeah damn yeah. Queen City too would be would Ooh. be a vibe that would be such yeah. a vibe <laughs> yeah partnership UK edition <laughs> <laughs> yeah no we've actually had had folks wanting wanting the sequel before the first <laughs> one's coming out like what city you're going to pick next and it's like <laughs> Like, they're UK. like when's when's the next one <laughs> yeah. gonna come out? And I was like, it's be the UK. do you do you want there to be a next one? We did a we did a premiere in New York, and it it just the the questions there, and then that was like the finisher was like somebody asked like when what's when's the next one like gonna be? It's like <laughs> you haven't even seen the first one yet, but yeah, you want there to be a next one? They're like yeah, and they like started throwing out city ideas, and it was it was very cool. It's like damn, all right. Yeah, I think more and more women are, are going to get involved just because mm. um, more and more women are out training and just that opens up like opportunities for more women to come in because mm. if I don't know if you see yeah. it from my perspective if I, but before I was before I started training or before I started getting more involved it was like if I saw a group of guys just training it was quite intimidating but mm-hmm. as soon as there's like one or two girls it's like yeah. so much easier to get in there 
So the yeah. more women train that train, the more women are going to get involved, yeah. just because there's more women. Yeah. It's just hmm. yeah. yeah. Something I always wonder is because that yeah there are more women in parkour definitely than there was ten years ago, but there's also more male practitioners. Yeah. So I wonder what the percent. And you can't. There's no way of gauging that. Has the percentage changed a lot between like the ratio yeah. between men and women? Or is it just, well, there's just more people yeah. doing the sport, that's why there's more women, but actually the mm. ratio is still the same. I yeah, don't know, I wonder. Um, yeah, very interesting. Yeah. We'll never know. Mm. Yeah, it'd be really hard. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, it could be like 5%, it could be 10% might be a stretch. I, I don't think it's a stretch. Yeah. yeah, that's a stretch. But it's, it's sad, so like, consider how valuable parkour is, just for people in general. Yeah. yeah. And like, the population, it's 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 close to a fifty fifty split, right? Uh, uh, between men and women. I think there's, there's more women. There's more women, I think, women, slightly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that too. Yeah. Slightly. Um, so, like, if it's valuable for all people, like, we should try and even yeah. that out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, yeah. But that's not so, just something that comes down to parkour and the culture of parkour. That just comes down to the whole society. Yeah. Because, mm. for, yeah, that's just. You, the way you grew up and everything plays such a massive role in what sport you're choosing so you might not even looking at the sport and be interested because you, it's not within your imagination that you could do it or would want to do it even um, you don't even ask yourself the question if you enjoy it because it's just you grew up thinking I wouldn't enjoy that because it just doesn't fit the rest of the mm. female it's narrative not of, done. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's annoying because parkour Seen from the outside, it is this bold and brash, brazen, powerful, masculine pursuit. But when you're actually in it, you know that there are... Like we were talking about with the pretty parkour competition format, it doesn't always have to be who can jump the furthest. Mm. And it doesn't... There is something for everyone. Yeah. And it's not, it's not as simple yeah. as, like... Uh, BJJ or or rugby or something like mm. it's so broad and it yeah. just yeah it's not yeah. it's for everyone yeah, yeah and I think sure. I mean I think honoring that it is for everyone and that like yeah maybe the way somebody moves isn't your cup of tea but like that doesn't devalue their existence yeah. versus versus what you do and I think that's that's another thing like if you don't like something just move along give credit where credit is due for the effort it is not about what it is objectively and how you're seeing it as an entertainment spectacle rate yeah. what it is because of the effort that has been put in by the person yeah. mm -hmm. I like that yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that's how it should be yeah. Or just mind your own fucking business. Like it's not, it's not, it's a personal it's practice. None of your business. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Any any final words from you guys? Um, like it doesn't have to be about gender or whatever. But any anything final words? Thanks for having oh, us. Yeah. Giving us. Thanks for giving us a space. Cheers for cheers for last minute. For the last minute change of plans and being cool with that <laughs> cheers guys yeah <laughs> i really enjoyed it yeah yeah same it was fun yeah sweet all right let's wrap this up You're brandon do you want to <laughs> give us an outro <laughs> give us a give us a ladies and gentlemen you 
You've got to be way closer, <laughs> yes, mate. <laughs> this has been a special women's roundtable with Callum at the store podcast. Hashtag store podcast followed by everything you see in the description. And Stay do classy. everything. Listen to it twice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Sorry to put you on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't plug my own stuff here. This is not about me. Go listen to Height Drop as well. Okay. <laughs> Cheers. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>